Most of us are walking around thinking that our wounds define us or our traumas define us, right? And, and I mean define in a negative connotation versus our wounds and traumas have birthed us into the person that we're ultimately supposed to be. This is Awakened Love, the podcast, and I'm your host, Angel. This is a space where we get real, real about sex, love, and awakening. So strap in, let's go deep. What's up, beautiful awakened human beings, and welcome to another episode of Awakened Love. Today we have Rachel Pringle. Rachel is a mysticism, spirituality, and dynamic tantra teacher. She's been featured on platforms like Mind Valley for her work. She was in our season one episode. Her episode had the most listens of all episodes, and you're going to understand why when you meet her. She is one of my absolute best friends in the whole world, a wealth of wisdom, and I'm so elated to have her here with us today. Welcome, my love. Thank you for being here. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Anything with you is always a ball. Let's do this. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely allowed to curse. Okay, let's podcast. fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the answer is to that question? <laughs> great, great. <laughs> so let's dive in. We're both Scorpios, so you're in for a treat, <laughs> those listening. Get, get ready, y'all. <laughs> Tell me what's most alive for you right now. Where are you at? What's in you happening in your oh world? Oh my gosh. You know what's beautiful? This morning, what's so alive for me is the beautiful duality of being able to be really angry and also feel deep love. Mm. And I, I I woke up this morning having some sort of like disturbing dreams and um, having some thoughts about a past relationship and just allowing that to come to the surface and to witness that part of myself with such fascination and um, also adoration of the fact that I can feel this deeply in both ways, that I can have like immense, immense anger and also deeply love that person at the same time mm. and just sort of dwelling in that duality and the fascination of that. Yes. Oh my God. Bless my love. I, it's so interesting because literally in my practice this morning, I was having this experience of, I was listening to a Joe Dispenza meditation, wow. the one that Liz sent us. Uh, and it wasn't anger, yes. but it was for me, it was like darkness. And, you know, the whole meditation mm. is like high vibe and like feel yourself as freedom. And what I was experiencing is like <laughs> all the places in my body where I'm not feeling free and like this deep, mm. like these contractions. And I was holding those parts of me. And I realized at first I was like, okay, I'm holding these to get rid of them because I'm supposed to be high vibe right now. And I was like, Mm -hmm. recognized, hold on a minute. Is that what, how you would guide someone else? What are you doing? So I just picked mm -hmm. these parts up. Like they were a little baby and they, it was like chaos yeah. and just like, and I was just like, all right, I love you so much. And so of course mm -hmm. you come in and you're bringing this beautiful energy. That's like in such synchronicity of like holding the duality. So how do we learn to do that? Like what has been the path for you from let's say anger is a good, good one, especially, especially for women. A lot of our listeners are women or femme identifying yes. and like, Ooh, is anger like not allowed quote unquote for quote unquote good girls, nice girls. Like what's been your yes. journey with anger? Well, I think that is the key right there is what came up for me this morning. And I was, you know, expressing it with Johan. I was like, 
I witness the part of me that thinks, is, am I okay to feel this? Is this not me being a good person or a spiritual person or a, you know, spiritual teacher, you know, and, and coach? Yeah. And to just sit with that and, you know, we explore the topic of how often am I in this energy? Not often. Not often at all, you know, because my practice is to express it in, in a safe container, of course, and to really be the investigator of what is this here to show me? What mm -hmm. is this um, reflecting or mirroring back to me as a point of growth? And really the aspect, exactly as you said, was I'm still a good person if I feel anger. I'm still a good girl if I feel anger. And, mm. and can I just let this anger actually fuel me and feed me versus I think that the thing that we get to is like, how do I get rid of this, right? Any <laughs> sort of energy that feels heightened or stressful or overwhelming, we're like, how do I get rid of this? You know, let, let's get it out of my system versus what I've been really playing with lately is how do I expand my container further so that I can make room for this energy to inform me. Because mm. if something is happening, you know, it's happening for a reason. And it's not, I always like to specify this because I think it's like prevalent in the spiritual community. It's like, oh, if you if something's happening to you, it's because it's a, a direct reflection of you. And I don't mm. necessarily believe that's true. I believe that if it's happening, it's happening for a growth point, mm. right? Maybe it's for you to practice a boundary, which is that's what it's directly related to for me. I'm in this beautiful opening of practicing my sacred no. And so old versions of me are sort of bumping up to be like, are you? Are you sure? Do you really? Like, how does it feel when you're faced with someone's disappointment when you are in, a, in your sacred no? And do you let that completely break you down and push you back into like that small self that's like, oh yeah, anything you want, whatever mm. you need. So mm. I, I just think making space is the most important thing, right? Letting it be there, seeing it, um, witnessing it, not judging it, mm -hmm. uh, letting it inform us gently and compassionately. Mm. Mm. Yes. I love that so much. Like what do they say in Tantra that every emotion is a sacred goddess and it's really hard to receive or as you say, let it inform us if we have all this fucking judgment of these feelings. Yes. I just had Emily Fletcher on and those who are listening would have heard her and what mm. I love, she was talking about meditation in this way that like we think that we have to clear our thoughts but actually it's just being with what's there. And so like yes. what I'm hearing you say is can I expand my my container to hold what's here and inform me? It's like, yeah, can I resource myself enough that I can actually be with what's here, that I can just witness the nature yes. of mind and being fucking human and like having emotions mm -hmm. and having relationships yes. that sometimes present challenges and just like being mm -hmm. a human. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but do you feel like there's like perfectionism has almost leaked into spirituality in any way? Do you experience that? How do you combat that? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think, I think, um, well, that, that's it, right? It's like, I'm doing this practice to be, right? I'm being this, pra I'm doing this practice to be perfect, to be the example, to be the whatever it is versus I'm, I, I practice to be with myself, period. That's it. Mm. To, to be with all the 
sort of um, messy and chaotic moments. And as you expressed about Tantra, I mean, that's, that is my study. That is my way of understanding. And the, the, the deeper I go into that, the richer my life becomes. And I think that perfectionism has a direct link to feeling stagnant and to feeling rigid and to feeling stuck and to playing a role that isn't actually attuned to the freedom of your moment right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like who am I today? And, and when we can claim and own that, it's so empowering. It's so freeing. You know, as I expressed to Johan, um, for those of you who are listening who don't know, Johan is my husband and one of Angel's best friends. <laughs> who so is this Johan? I talk so casually. Magical creature. <laughs> yeah. The founder of Pyramid Breath. I, as we were, exactly. As we were working yesterday, I was like, I, I noticed shift in my energy and I was like, ooh. Mm. I'm moody. Hey, girl. Hey, I love that voice. It's like a sexy voice. Ooh. Um, moody. Anyone else listening ever felt that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, and, and letting it be right. Just in the, the voice, right. It's not like, oh, I'm moody right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ooh, <laughs> intriguing. Hello. There's something else in the space that we get to play with. Yes. <laughs> and even this morning when I woke up, you know, it was, it was that again, it was like, oh, wow, there's, there's, there's this beautiful, rich anger that is present and owning that takes and, and using that as a, as a sense of empowerment versus disempowerment takes away that energy of, I need to look, show up, be, act, talk a certain way in order to be received, heard, loved, or seen. Mm. And let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the idea that if I'm perfect, then I will be loved, received, and seen. In your experience, (laughs) who are the people from which and with which you are able to exchange that energy of deep seeing, deep loving, deep knowing in regards to perfection? Oh, (laughs) I mean, no one. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that's a mask like it doesn't work it's like when you realize that you're like i want my fucking money back (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's you know i think the beautiful part is is that leaning back into the awareness that we are energetic beings we feel everything whether we're consciously aware of it or not but we can feel when there is a block in between us and the person opposite Mm. us. And we don't like it. We don't like it. We want to merge and meld and, and be in this delicious, gorgeous dance. And when there's this sort of, um, perfectionist block or, you know, spiritual ego as well Mm -hmm. in, in the, in the way we can sense it. And what I believe that creates in us is a lack of trust. Yes. And, Yes, you know? yes, yes, it's, yes. I mean, it goes back to the conversation we were having, you know, <laughs> just the other day of like when we can sense when someone is willing to look in the face of their darkness and to love it and to explore it and to make friends and, and, and to ultimately it. fuck it. Yes. yes. I mean, we've literally done that side by side, my love. And I think the thing that creates so much safety in our relationship, it's two things. And what I was hearing you talk about is your, your capacity to be like, Ooh, I'm moody. Like that, like interesting is, and I feel this in myself <laughs> and I notice when I'm not in this and I'm 
versus 1am is like the depth of your practice, the depth of my practice mm -hmm. resources me such that I can be in that space. And if I fall off, which I tell you, I do not often any, as mm -hmm. much anymore because I, I recognize the cost, then I'm not as resourced yeah. and I'm not as able to hold um, that duality, but also that like willingness in you, for example, to come in and, and invite me into that and say, mm -hmm. babe, today I am moody. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. FYI. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, great. You know, or if I'm like, just let you know, I'm feeling things today. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. such a fucking relief to take off the mask of performance and be like, yes. Yes. I'm a messy, flawed human being. And I had this realization actually with you in, in practice doing Johan's pyramid breath work at your house. And mm. it's like, you know, these things mentally, but just like feeling it in my body during that practice, this idea, like I'm a deeply, deeply flawed human being and mm. I am still worthy of love and belonging. And I like, mm. it just like dropped into my consciousness and my entire practice with you guys was like, you know, internally about that. Um, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I have like full, full, full body chills mm -hmm. and it, it is that, right? It is exactly that. It creates that deepening of trust and it, it reprograms the mind to think that perfection looks one way when I actually believe that us in our immensely flawed and beautiful manner is perfect. Mm -hmm. We are always perfect. We've mm -hmm. always been perfect. We will always be perfect. We are products of the divine. And when we can relinquish control of what we think that means and actually surrender into what is, when someone, you know, it's like, it's also responsible for me to say, Hey, I'm moody or I'm in the feels. And what that actually does is create an opening for both of us. And we've done this, I mean, like millions of times and it, and it feels so good. It's like, Ooh, let's talk about it. Like, like what's alive? Like what's there? Like, let's, let's, you know, like, I'm be picturing in the, us um, naked in the pool recently and like, had yeah, a, like our exactly. little crunchy moment. So listening, those listening yeah. is like, we had been celebrating Patrick's birthday and Patrick and I had been up late and we ended up staying in another friend's house and we didn't wake up until way later. And so then you guys were like, where are they? And so like you came in and, and we're so energetically attuned. We felt that. And then you and me, like, tell me your perspective. Like, how did we come together? How did we communicate? And what did that create? Because I feel like that was a beautiful representation of um, how it can be. <laughs> Naked Abs in the pool, hugging absolutely. and crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forevermore. I mean, I think it's it's really that. Like we're but we're both so responsible in our energy and continuing to learn how to be even more responsible. We're always, it's not like we are we've gotten to the end of the road. We are fully growth oriented. That is naming our North it. Star. How Yes, right? Like, exactly. oh, here's how I We're, think I messed up. It's like, oh, no, here's how I yes. think I messed up. And he, <laughs> exactly. And, he, and I want to own this and I want to take yeah. responsibility for this. And I recognize that it's, it comes from the part of me that deeply loves you. And, and I know that this isn't real, but this is how it made me feel. And, and talking about, and, and this is, I think, the fascinating part when we lean into this is that it's always connected to some sort of 
trauma or wounding from our past. And when we have the ability to sort of step away and look at it from a a witness perspective or observational perspective, we can be in the fascination of, wow, I recognize when this happened, it brought up this childhood wound where this and this happened in my middle school days. And, and I felt confused because I love you. And then I don't know, and blah, 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 blah. And then we're both just realizing, oh, this is a wound and this is not based in reality. And Mm -hmm. and the truth is we both deeply, deeply and profoundly love each other. And all we want is to be connected. And once we can claim and own, right? Like then we can come back together. And I think that's the truth for all of us. All of us deeply desire to be connected. Yes. And it's, that's the, that is it. And it's like, we have the same needs. All of us, like our needs mm-hmm. are universal. Love, to be loved, to be seen, to be known, to be supported, to feel trusted, to trust, to feel safe. All of these like emotional, spiritual, psychological, psychological needs that yes, of course our body has a physical yeah. needs, but in relationship, it's usually those spiritual, emotional, psychological needs. But where we get unstuck is that we have different ideas for how to get those needs met. And then we confuse the strategy for getting the need met with the need itself. And we're both sitting here like, well, the way that I thought we were going to get this need met was we were going to do X, Y, Z. And I'm over here going, well, I was doing X, Y, Z. But underneath that, it's like, well, I just wanted to feel your love. And you're like, well, I just wanted to feel your love. And I just want to feel connected. I just want to feel connected too. (laughs) But if we don't have the tools (laughs) to communicate and we can't own our wounds and own our, and be responsible for our feelings and communicate them vulnerably, uh, we can't get there to realizing that exactly yes. as you said that, oh, we just both want to be connected. We just had different ideas about how that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the basis of it is what you just said is like, most of us are walking around thinking that our wounds define us or our mm. traumas define us, mm. right? And, and I mean define in a negative connotation mm-hmm. versus our wounds and traumas have birthed us into the person that we're ultimately supposed to be. Mm. You know, no person on the planet escapes trauma or wounding. Everyone is experiencing some level of it. <laughs> and when we can own it and talk about it and, and share the perspective that it is therefore created in our world, that's when our world becomes more expansive and richer. Yes, 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 yes. Like our yeah. wounds and our traumas do change us. But as you say, like, I love what you said. They birth us. Like, yes, we are changed by life. Life will fucking change yeah. us. It just will. And if we're aligned with that and we're growth oriented, it's like, and I love what you said earlier about, you know, it's not our fault. We're not, everything's not a mirror of us, but life is just happening. And yeah. if you may have noticed yes. those listening, it tends to just erupt in spectacular fashion, <laughs> sometimes in beauty and sometimes in pain and sometimes in terror. And it just continues mm. to erupt in the same way kind of our mind does. It's just spewing out content, right? And so it's like, are we able to orient towards growth? I really feel like Mm. that is the North Star, as you say, like if we can ourselves and then orient towards relationships with others who are like, I'm here to grow. (laughs) So come what may, nothing's going to be wasted on me. Trauma, pain, joy. I'm going to use all of it as spiritual fertilizer. You know, I think I keep on coming back to this idea that, you know, our mind is we both have consciousness. Small ears. <laughs> I know. Our tiny small little ears. ears. <laughs> 
God damn it. We're, we're both consistently those who are not on YouTube pushing our earbuds back in our ears. And I thought yeah. she's the only person I know who has to also do that. We've complained about our tiny ears. Sorry to interrupt your flow. Tiny ear problems. We we also have to buy earplugs that are teeny tiny because our ear canals are just like, you know, even though we're both like Amazonian women. I don't know. What's Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on coming back to this idea, right? This has been an interesting shift for me recently that to recognize and remember that our mind is consciousness, mm. pure consciousness, right? That's what the mind is. And so consciousness is everything. Yep. Everything is consciousness. Dark, light, black, white, you know, yin, yang, everything is consciousness. And we're, we sort of at some point um, relinquish th- our, our control into this belief that consciousness is only meant to be light. Mm. And so we're in this inner battle of, of sort of fighting against ourselves versus surrendering into the fact that everything exists and everything is perfect and everything is normal and supposed to be like that. Mm. That's why we come here. Mm. Then we can, then we can take that observer witness perspective and view it out of fascination, which then equates to massive growth. And it's, and it's no longer, um, this battle, but it's exciting. It becomes exciting of like, Ooh, that's what I mean by, Ooh, I'm feeling moody. It's like, interesting. What's yes. here? What, yes. what caused this? Like, what am I playing with? What's moving out mm. of me? Mm. You know, am I, am I, Am I letting go of holding myself to this impossible standard that I need to be on perfect and and look and act and speak a certain way, which is so unrelatable? And exhausting. <laughs> and exhausting. <laughs> like, and doesn't actually work. Like by the time you run the end of that race, doesn't. you're like, give me my fucking money back. Like this perfection idea that's been shoved yeah. down our throat since we could absorb anything. And, you know, I had this moment, I was writing about this yesterday where I recognize this fully, exactly what you're talking about. This idea of like perfection and how it doesn't work and how it's not even giving us what we're thinking that it's going to give us, which is this relief. And actually, as you're saying, this embracing of who we are and this recognition that we're messy and flawed and everything is as it is. And what if our soul came to experience darkness and light? What if there's a part of our soul that is like, I came to live so much such that anything Mm. that is here is an expression of life force energy. And therefore, yes, 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 yes. And it doesn't mean that passivity, which is like something happens and I'm apathetic and I'm hopeless and all that. It's like life erupts. Okay. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's terrifying. And sometimes it's beautiful. And you look at it and you go, these are the given circumstances and what now? It actually creates more space yeah. for creativity. But the moment I really realized this actually <laughs> was when Beyonce, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> but I remember I remember feeling so much listening to that album, Lemonade, the video album, so beautiful. And and I had idolized her. I'd pedestaled her. And, I'd, and this is what I was yeah. writing about last night is that we're taught that if we're perfect, then we will be powerful. And if we're powerful, yes. then we will be immune to vulnerability, to weakness, to pain. And so we strive for this perfection. And what it also has us do is that we look at people and we experience, let's say, a taste of their power. And I'm sure you have felt this because you are a powerful ass woman. And 
they, they experience a little bit of your power or you experience a little bit of someone else's power. They're in their mastery perhaps. And then you pedestal them. They must be perfect yeah. if I'm experiencing their power. Yeah. And then their humanity pokes holes in that projection because no one's fucking perfect. Newsflash. And then we have to rip them down off that pedestal or be ripped down off that pedestal. Yeah. And when I, when I yes. ripped Beyonce down from the pedestal was when I realized like, but wait, she's perfect. How yeah. she's meant to be immune from what I perceived at the time as public humiliation. She's meant to be immune. If Beyonce is not immune and she is perfect, something's wrong with this system and I want my fucking money back yeah. because yes. <laughs> how is this? And I know it seems like a ridiculous example, but that really was the moment for me. No, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect example. I, and I, I love exactly what you said. I mean, that notion in itself, I think is, is the most powerful. That when you are perfect, you are immune to hurt. That is the falsity that I think is running the perfection train. This it's like, and it's so untrue. And I think that's the reason why I think both you and I, I mean, I, I, most of my conversation is around darkness and owning our darkness because <laughs> that was the key to me understanding my true power. It's like, I'm not immune. I have experienced infidelity. Infidelity. I have been the cheater. Like I have been bad. And me what too, is girl. that teaching me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What yes. is that teaching me? Like, yes. how is that growing me? And, and am I, and you know, I think I, I keep on coming back in this conversation to the power of making love to chaos. Mm. Mm. right? Not being afraid. Like you see chaos and you're like, no, 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 no. But what if you're like, yes, 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 yes. I can open my sphere. I can, yes, I can move with it. I can allow this, especially, you know, for you and I, we're so deeply in the pleasure zone. How can I use this in alignment with pleasure, with sexual and sensual energy to mm. alchemize it? And the power mm. that we receive from that is exponential. And it's yes. not about, you know, this part of me is bad or wrong. This part of me is equally valuable. And how can I bring it up to the surface to be met by my light so we can work together? Yes. This kind of leads into what I wanted to get into. First, I want to check if that feels good to you. Our recent medicine yes. journeys. <laughs> Before I even say yes. it, she's like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Me and Rachel oh, but, oh, but wait, I, I didn't even tell you because um, oh. I moved mine for two weeks from now because oh. of the detox. Oh, 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 yeah. okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But we well, can I'll share still a little bit of what's go going into that making... vein. Yeah. Okay. And, and okay. So, I had, and I'd been telling Rachel about this, and if you listen to my solo podcast episode from season one, you will have heard all about my dieta experience. I still had some like stuff to process from that. And this was around chaos, like chaotic, dark, violent thoughts entering my sphere at random moments where I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay, um, hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and because it felt so disconnected from the experience I was having in those moments, I was like very curious and, and listen to episode one of you, um, season one and my solo episode around my ayahuasca journey. And you'll hear more on that. So anyways, I had unresolved issues. It felt, I was like, I've got, I've got unresolved, uh, stuff here. What I also realized is I need help. Like I am a powerful facilitator as are you, and most of our best friends are world-class facilitators. And we cosmic muse together all the time, which kind of gives us this like 
spiritual, energetic chiropractor adjustment, just being in each other's presence. Uh, but I realized yes. that I needed help and I'm not going to mention names cause it's not really appropriate in this context. But anyways, one of our friends is mm -hmm. a healer and works with medicine and I asked for support. And so I did a medicine by distance medicine journey and had his support holding the energy, holding the space, um, you know, adjusting my system essentially. And when I came in, I was like, look, a part of me doesn't really believe in entities because everything is me and I am everything. And I'm also recognizing that I'm an individual in this incarnation. So there are things separate to me. Like I have the, the inclination that you and I are one, but you're also, I'm not Rachel and Rachel is an Angelica. So like there is kind of, and yeah. so, you know, we get into these meta concepts and this is, I would say a fairly advanced concept. So stick with me if you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? But most of you are fairly advanced. So let's go there. Um, so I was like, what is it? Like, is it that, does it feel like this energy is the source is that I am the source? And I'd done all the work, like is, what aspect of my psyche is this? And, but it, it was still kind of coming through and I was just very confused. And I was in that mode mm -hmm. and I came with my intention to the medicine ceremony of teach me. I want to mm -hmm. learn. Why are you here? Let me know. Because I don't, I'm at the moment, I have no idea. I just feel real confused. I'm trying everything. I'm practicing neutrality with the thoughts. I'm like practicing burning the thoughts with fire. I'm practicing absorbing the thoughts into my throat, gargling it into love and sending it out like Tong Len. I'm like, I'm pulling out all the stops, working with it. Like what is here for me? And our friend, the healer was like, it doesn't feel foreign or like it has its own consciousness. And I think that you will be surprised. And he says that at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And so we're like working through, he's in the Akashic records, which some of you know may know what that is. It's like, Rach, do you want to give a brief explanation from your perspective of like what the Akashic records is? Akashic records from my perspective is the, the library of everything in con as, as consciousness and our experiences, yes. our past lives, our et cetera, et cetera. Everything. Yes. The library of literally everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Energetic, <laughs> historic, past lives. And so some psychics work with that, like the Akashic records as like this source of information. And so we're in that space and we're sharing and, and what starts to come up for me, which is super interesting. And I would, it's so funny. I'm like using this as a space to process. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. So, <laughs> so what came up for me is like the witch wound at first, which you know, again, let's mm. use Rach, Ray Ray. What, what would you describe like the witch wound as? I think it's, it's really this like deep, uh, past life fear that if I, if, if people really know who I am, they will kill me. Yep. That's real y'all. And the work that Ray Ray <laughs> and I do in the world, if you think about it, like there are places on this planet today where I yeah. am potentially Rachel, I don't want to bring you into this would be stoned alive for the work that we do in the yeah. street. It's like, mm -hmm. whoa, that's yeah. really intense to think about. Mm. So it's like past life, but also the legacy in this life, which is intense to think about. And then for me, what I realized is laid on top of that. And I've never really spoken about this publicly. I don't think I, I'm not sure. I actually don't think so, but here it is, is that, you know, my lineage, I have a brother and a mother who have suffered with mental health and who both, I would say are energetically gifted and sensitive. And I grew up visiting my brother in mental health facilities, literally hearing screams from padded cells on high security levels above him and like, you know, really experiencing people in distress, incoherence, madness. Um, 
And what I experienced in those spaces is that a lot of those people were, yes, mad, but really gifted. Like I had people come up to me and give me like psychic readings and then go back to being mad three minutes later. And I was like, wow, I'm recognizing that I've equated energetic sensitivity and energetic gifts with, uh, death and feeling, um, like being locked up. And so I had this like deep fear come through in my medicine journey around, um, my energetic sensitivities and gifts and how even in this lifetime, even though I'm out as a teacher and a coach, and I shared a little bit of this with my seductress girls and they were like, we know you do energy work, my love. We're all here. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, uh, right, That's I know. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but also like it just for me, they're like, you're not coming out of the closet for us. Like we realize that. But just for, for me, it felt really scary. And in that session, as I said out loud, I went through all of this and and more. And I was like, and I'm ready to claim like I'm an energy priestess. And the fucking lights went out. All the fucking lights literally blacked out in the house. And I was like, yeah, okay. And our friend was like, wow. Um, and I was like, that just happened. He, he was like, yep, that just happened. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're here. Cause I've been having experiences like this since I was little, but it's nice <laughs> to have someone else here. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Thank you for confirming. <laughs> so all that long winded to say is like, I got into the space and I like turned towards this darkness and like, that was the, the message and the lesson. And as it happened, this like scary energy that came forward dissolved and there was like an old wise man and he bowed to me and he was like, I'm a teacher and I've been here to call you forward into your energetic mastery, to claiming your energetic mastery. And you've been having to use your energetic mastery a lot more than you otherwise would because of the presence of this energy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, I was right. It is surprising. <laughs> Oh, so I don't I mean, know what you make even, of that. <laughs> I make so much of that. And I, I, I deeply, I mean, I got full body chills. I deeply resonate. And I, I've said this, you know, for a long time, like I'm an energy witch. Like that's my yes. version of a witch. Like I, that's why I want to I share see, that with you. I feel, yeah, it's like, I mean, we talked about this in, in terms of psychedelics. Like, you know, I don't necessarily, we don't necessarily see visuals. We, we feel visuals, right? That's like, and that's how I've always been. That's how I associate, you know, express that again to Johan this morning. I'm like, I feel everything all the time and it's my greatest gift. It's why I'm an incredible teacher. And it's also, you know, <laughs> the curse because I can tell what's happening in any scenario. And I think the basis of that, what I'm realizing and what has come forward is the importance of training. Yes. We need to be in training. And that's why exactly as you said, the importance of our practice, you know, and and both of us, I think have had a very similar experience. I just talked about this yesterday with my other client. Like you know, when I first started practicing and I would sort of skip days, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just doing this because I'm, sp-. and now I'm at the space where it is imperative for me to, to practice and to, to function myself <laughs> to, yeah, to function. And to, because the more that we expand, I mean, this is just the beginning. The, the, the power is, is only going to exponentially grow. And so therefore, again, we need to create and continuously expand a bigger container to house the magnitude of this energy. And I feel like when we encounter people who are 
you know, mentally ill or, or having some sort of imbalance, it, it to me, and this is just my perspective, is like we haven't been trained how to use this energy. And so when it first comes into our sphere, it is scary. It we don't is. know what to do with it. We, yes. You know, it's it's petrifying. If I went, I mean, we've, and we I said this, this to Patrick, if I went to someone like in a helping profession, potentially, and I've seen this happen actually with my yeah. own family and yes. said, and told them the experiences that I was having after Diana. <laughs> I very well may have been spiraled into, you know, I mean, who knows, institutionalized. I mean, that's terrifying to think about, but like, that's the reality. Yeah. And, and it is scary. Like I have seen actually like my mom, for example, reach out for help and then just be medicated. And, you know, thank goodness yeah. she's doing amazing right now. And she's, she's great and thriving, but like, that was what she was given instead of, hey, and hey, I'm not saying that medication is never necessary. I think there's a 100%. potential that there's a world we could live in that we don't live in today in which we would have the spiritual support, in which we would have the trauma integration because a lot of it is around that. Like, like look, trauma is not just what happens to you. It's how your body experiences that. And if you come in as an energetically yes. sensitive being and then you experience abuse, trauma, neglect, it's like that's going to impact you even more and it impacts everyone mm -hmm. in a really obviously traumatic way but it's like then you go into these places and i would see these beautiful human beings that are in such incoherence because they're sensitive yeah. and we live in a painful mm -hmm. world where there's crazy shit going on and they've probably experienced a whole bunch of stuff and i think the key here for me that i've realized is like and what the medicine was teaching me that my gift is is certainty and that was the yeah. lesson it was like never ever lower your frequency or lose your certainty that you are fucking love. You are love. No matter yeah. what you see in your mind, no matter what you experience, no matter what happens in the world, you are love. And that's your gift to the world. You, your love, the, the image that I was being shown is me walking in the darkness with a lantern. And it was like, your love is the light you carry in every darkness, into every darkness. Yes. And if you just remember that and you hold that certainty, then you can hold that certainty for others and help and train them to that frequency because we're all energetically sensitive and gifted. That is a human capacity. And I know you are as yeah. well. And that that's similar to the Dharma that you hold in the world, which is why we have this little soul pod. We've all found each other. But it's like that mistrust that can happen. Thank the fucking goddess, right? It's like if we go into <laughs> a like like the psych ward I, that I would visit my brother in, it's like a lot of them had been taught to distrust their mind. And their gifts. Yes. And that's a scary place to be. If we start to distrust our mind, the thoughts we have, who we are, that is the key problem. If we can't trust yeah. that we are love and trauma impacts that greatly, that is like for me the fundamental basis of mental health. It's like I don't trust my inner experience and now I have to split off from it. I have to splinter it into whether it's like, you know, all of that, that splitting and that fragmentation starts to happen because we say, that's not me. That can't be me. That's terrifying. That's bad. That's wrong. Which kind of comes back to an extreme version of what we were talking about in the beginning, right? Yes. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I think the, the energy, right. Of pay attention inwards now pain. Right. Mm. And I agree with you. And I think it's important to say that medicine in its right form is wonderful and it can't just be take this and done it needs mm. to be the the pain needs to be addressed with training yes. how do you how do you set it up i mean i've been watching um dope sick which is you know about the opioid ep <laughs> and it, it is absolutely insane and so beautifully done and and absolutely 
fucking petrifying because it is blatantly showing that no one is dealing with the core root of what is, right? And I keep on seeing, I'm like, man, people just need to fucking scream and they need to express themselves and they need to talk about their feelings and they talk about their growth and what they're, you know, all these things. And it's like, it's coming, coming back to this awareness that, you know, when we talk about having a spiritual practice, what it, what that means to me is that you have a practice where you get to know your spirit, period. Yes. It's as not love. this woo-woo thing. Yeah, as yes. love. Like to you just know who it. I am. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yes. it doesn't need to be this like outward thing that is that is like, yeah, woo-woo. It's like everyone knows we have a spirit, right? When we die, your body, you know, whether it's cremated or going into the ground, it's you're still your physical body, but you see that something is gone, right? That's the spirit or the soul. And so yeah, spiritual practice is like, get to know that part of you. And so that you are not fragmented as you express so beautifully. And and I think that's the issue, whether it's fragmented from the mind or fragmented from the body, it's like this vessel is our home. And if it doesn't feel safe to come home, you don't want to go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how does that lead into sexuality? Would you say the endemic of not feeling safe in our body and therefore not feeling safe to go, go home into our body yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, it's been coming up so frequently with, with a bunch of clients and just that, like we are, you know, thinking about the numbness that we carry and the being completely desensitized from pleasure, because that is the story that's running is my body is not safe. Yes. And our, so our spirit, it's like, that's what disassociating is right. We are, we leave our body because the emotions that are and the chaos and the trauma that is stuck in there hasn't really been accurately or attentively dealt with and, and Mm -hmm. given the attention and and healed. And so it's like, we, we, we don't want, it makes so much sense when you're a little kid, if you have an abusive home, you don't want to go home. Yep. Period. Right. Your body is the same thing until you are, are, creating that consistently safe space, then pleasure can arise, right? And that means you, as you express so beautifully, trusting yourself, right? Instead of being taught to distrust our body or distrust our mind, our consciousness, and creating this like triple split, you know, quadruple sense of reality where we're walking around feeling you know, completely not whole when the the truth is we are so whole always. Yep. Yep. Yes. And that's what the practice gives you. As you're saying, it's like when you have a practice to come home into your body, to meet what's there, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable, because it ain't always pretty. (laughs) Sometimes it's bliss and transcendent beauty and orgasmic. And sometimes it's not that. (laughs) And so, and I think what that creates in a nervous system or in is we become healing presences for the world. It's not just for us when we show up and we practice like Rachel, you are a healing presence in my life because of the depth of your practice. Mm -hmm. Because I know that if I forget, it makes me emotional. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thank you, baby. You too, babe. Because I know if if I forget, I can be in your presence and you have not forgotten because you know that you are love. So you know that I am love and I feel the same too. I know that I'm love. So I know that you are love. I know that anyone who sits in front of me is love and there is nothing they can say or do 
that will make me believe that at the base of it all, they are not love, just trying to yes. reach for the light. And sometimes that reaching for the light is a distortion, like disassociation you're talking about. Like, as you say, we know what is wholeness. And if we're not giving it to ourselves and we don't know how to give it to ourselves, we're going to try and find a way to feel okay. Like if we've got trauma yeah. or we've got intensity and we don't know how to deal with that because we're young or we haven't been taught or it hasn't been modeled by our society, of course we're going to dip out. That's a survival strategy. It's a choice we chose yeah. to keep ourselves alive and it worked for a while. You yeah. know, it's like that exactly. is us reaching for the light. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, and it, it's amazing because it directly circles back to the very beginning of the call, right? It's like in my moment of deep anger towards this being, I could still feel the deep, profound love that I have for them. Like they can both exist and that's yes. the beauty and they of do. life. It's like, <laughs> they do. Like, can we allow ourselves to feel that instead of this illusion of right and wrong, black and white, and, and Tantra is really the, the gray area, the fluidity, this prismatic expression of the divinity that is like the essence of diamond of life. It mm -hmm. is not just one thing. And if we, if we try to convince ourselves, we are fragmenting our being, our spirit, mm -hmm. our soul. And that's why we feel so uncomfortable. That's why people who are perfectionists feel uncomfortable right? Mm. That's why people who are, who are, who have surrendered to their spiritual ego get themselves in trouble consistently because they are fragmenting themselves instead of just owning, like I'm a moody ass bitch today, or like mm. I have major trauma and that's okay. Or like, I'm yes. really angry or I'm really sensitive or I am full of ecstatic love or I am in orgasmic bliss. They yes. are all valid. They are all true. Mm. Oh my gosh, my love. I got the most beautiful hit as you described it as a like a prism of like a diamond. It's like mm. the diamond is the wholeness, is the love that we are in truth. It is always wholly intact, no matter fucking what. It is the untouchable, unbreakable, untaintable essence within each of us. But sometimes the light just hits it different. And that's like that yes. thing when you were like, when you become curious witness and you trust through your practice that you are that diamond, that you are wholeness, when the light hits it a certain way, you go, ooh, I'm moving. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Look at that color. Girl. What's going on? And we forget too, y'all. We forget too. This is the intention. Of course. And also what happens when you are in the depth of the practice, for sure it can and, and, and is, but it's like, and you forget and you come back and you fall asleep at the wheel and you wake up. And the practice, I think the, the thing that's been like the center of, of this conversation is like, is what brings you home, is what wakes you up yeah. and is what reminds you that you are that diamond, you are that wholeness. And at least I know I need it to be reminded. I need people like uh, well, you in my life to be reminded. What's interesting, right? The perfection thing is when we're trapped in perfection, what's also very apparent in that is the unwillingness to ask for support or help. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I know when I'm feeling off that I, I, if I message you, you will make me, you will remind me in half of a second. And then all of a sudden I'm back. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the ability that we have with our community, with our, this incredible soul bubble is like, of course we forget. And I think that's part of the reason because it feels so good to remember. So <sighs> we don't want to just forget and then remember and it's all done. We do it over and over again because that thrill 
of remembering that we are the goddess, that we are God, that we are the divine is why we're here. Right? Yes. So we like, came to fall asleep that too. Support- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to falling f- asleep at the wheel. You're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that was thrilling. Um, no, don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> it's don't like perfectionism is obsession with the light and it's changing patterns and trying to control that, which you fucking can't instead of connection to the inherent diamond underneath. And my love, yes, you have helped me so much with receiving support because, you know, when we first met, I think six and a half years ago, such a deep part of integrating my trauma has been asking for help because the little girl in me doesn't trust that she'll get it. She didn't, she felt helpless and she felt did like she didn't get help. So what she learned was to be strong and to be the one that I don't need help. I am the help. Right. And that, that prevented me from, as Mm -hmm. you so beautifully said to me once, why do you continually prevent me and the people who love you from doing the thing that you love doing more than anything else, which is helping. And I was like, Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where we were. We were walking into Panga and I was like, it like cracked something in that armor that never went back. And you've mm-hmm. been so pivotal in integrating that. And that has been the key for me is learning mm-hmm. to trust that A, yes, I, I've got me and I can help me. And that's got to be the solid foundation, but B, that I can receive support. And like, I don't know if anyone listening resonates that, but like, if you didn't get a lot of support as a little one, you may have adapted to saying, well, I don't need it. It's like, no, you do need it. That's just a survival choice that you made. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel the same, literally the same exact way. And it, and it comes from my own version of it, which is, I was always so good at helping people. And I was so full of, I come from such a secure family unit that it was like, help, 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 help. It's so easy for me. And there was a moment where it was like, am I allowed to receive help? So it's like Mm. all of us are the perfect puzzle piece for that of (laughs) really, I mean, you know, I remember voice noting you in the car, like bawling my fucking eyes out and just knowing even when you're not, your voice isn't on the other side, but knowing that you are there to hear me, oh, it makes me emotional. It's like, it's like my whole body is like, <sighs> like I, I can be held to, we all deeply seek that, right? We yeah. all seek that, that moment of I am okay. And I mean, it's our little joke. We're always saying like, <laughs> am I okay? You're, You're okay. okay, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's our little girl. Like, it's like, you know, when do we get to do that? Like, especially if you're a leader or people listening, if you're in positions of power, if yeah. you are a mother, a parent, a lover, if you yes. are someone who supports other people, as we all do, what a beautiful gift gift to get to do that but also like to get to be in our little girl and be like am I okay (laughs) and have someone be like you're okay baby you're okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I could speak to you forever I know you have a client we're running Uh, late are you ready for rapid fire yes okay what Uh, book do you gift to people the most or recommend uh the surrender experiment Mm, so good if you were eating your last meal, what would it be? Oh, fuck, girl, you're doing that to me. Oh, my God. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you know I love food so much. I would start off with oysters um, oh, nice. as a pre-appetizer, as a amuse-bouche. Mm, um, natural? I would have like- some... What's going on with the oysters? Give me details. <laughs> uh, there would be some Worcestershire, some some lemon, and like just a touch of like 
a soy sauce actually because I love Ooh. salt. Like a mm. yeah, a little mixture of like a ponzu soy sauce. Mm. Um little touch of hot sauce. Uh, I would definitely have, oh, <laughs> uni, uni for sure. I would oh, have some I haven't uni. tried uni. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love uni so much. I have it like once a year, but it is spectacular. Um, <laughs> and then I would have some sort of epic, uh, very crispy skin roasted chicken. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm having a whole meal. Also, I would have your slow roasted lamb. Oh yes, honey! It's a banquet. I'm so glad I'm there. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a banquet. I would have um, my famous crispy shallot truffle cheese salad. Oh my god, we call it burger salad. And it's so good, burger salad. Yeah, so good. And I would have um, exquisitely like perfection french fries truffle french oh, fries skinny or thick yeah. medium <laughs> okay you have to move on this is like <laughs> me and okay. emily coined the, to- the term before because we were talking about process oriented sex instead of goal oriented like this is really process oriented rapid fire it's not rapid yeah. fire at all <laughs> yeah tantric rapid fire but Anyways. that was fun <laughs> <laughs> someone comes to you and they're feeling really down, but you can only give them one piece of advice. What do you say or do? Lay on the floor and allow yourself to breathe really deeply, feeling your body melt into the, the groundedness of the earth. Yes. Thank you. What is your favorite thing Mm -hmm. that you own? Oh, Hmm. Um, I was, <laughs> I had two thoughts, my, my, my leopard, my leopard pair of boots. <laughs> oh yeah. They're hot. Yes. Lo- love those boots. So you. And leopard. yeah. And, um, the jacket that, that, that like the whole community gifted me that like camel studded leather jacket. That is also girl loves sexy. an outfit. Yeah, she loves, Pringle, loves, loves a meal, loves an outfit, <laughs> loves a cosmic muse, love death and sex. <laughs> Hence why yes. I love her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> yes, live in life. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? A leopard. Yeah. Look at her if you're on YouTube. <laughs> or otherwise go to her Instagram handle, Positive Pringle, and look at her there. Um if you could have one superpower, what superpower would it be? Uh, to speak every single language that exists on the planet so I could communicate with every single being on the planet. Ooh, I'd also just love to watch you do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like to just shift between I'm determined like, <laughs> to make like that ancient happen. ancient languages. That would be really cool. We could do some like everything spells. Like imagine the spells we could cast yes. if we could access like ancient forgotten languages. Well, uh, <laughs> if you yeah. had to choose, I think I know the answer to this question, but let's see. If you had to choose a totally different career in a parallel universe, what profession would you have in that parallel universe? Um, interior design. Oh, I love that for you. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? Which is mine as well. Country music singer. (gasps) Oh, that's also, if I had the voice for it, a hundred percent. Yeah, girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. (laughs) I read you right. Okay. Last one. There is a universal answering machine that you get to leave a message on that everyone in the world and the cosmos is going to hear today. What do you say? Mm, You are perfect exactly as you are. Everything that you're feeling, any moment of pain, suffering, joy, bliss, all of that is perfect and is you. You are whole. You are worthy. You are loved. Take a breath into the perfection of the divinity of your soul now. Mm. Oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. My entire body is alive <sighs> with energy as you said that. I love you. I appreciate you. This is always so much fun. Where can people find you oh. as they run to continue their connection with you and your impeccable, exquisite, life transformational work that you do. Oh my God. I love the fuck out of you. This is just (laughs) such a joy. It's like, I want to do this all the time. (laughs) This is also just so everyone knows, this is what we do all the time. This is just a, this is just our conversation broadcasted. You can find me on on the grams at, like she said, Positive Pringle, and I am RachelPringle.com. There's all sorts of delicious things, programs. I'm also on Mind Valley. Come yes. join me, come play. Yeah. Mind Valley, bitches. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any programs coming out? This will be released in April. Anything you want to share is the best place they can connect with there. I am in the process of doing a lot of programs that will be permanent on the site and can be bought at any time. So that is like what's in, in works for me. So, and really making it attainable and affordable so that everyone can get this work and feel that deep connection to self. Yes. She's a master. Run, don't walk people. Thank you, baby. I love you. I love the fuck out of you. Thank you so much. That's it for today, Awakened One. And just a quick thank you from me. Thank you for gifting us with your most precious resource, your time and attention so that we can make this world a more awakened place. And if we're not friends on Instagram yet, then we absolutely should be. So come on over and say hello at Angelica Alana and I'll see you there and see you next week.